You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further. My name is Andy Lynch. I'm the Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. And each week we take a look a step further at the things we're talking about here at Kingsway. And so we're going through a series called Gotta Get Through It. Talking about those difficult conversations we have with our family, with our spouse, with our loved ones, with our good friends. How do we get through those conversations and get out on the other side with growth happening? And today we are joined by our kids pastor, Joe Malley, and he's going to share with us how we have those conversations with our kids at different stages in their development and how we make the most of each moment. So as a father of an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old, I'm very excited for this conversation. Joe, welcome. Thanks for taking some time today. Andy, you know, thank you for having me on. It, it's great timing to talk about this because we talk about, you know, what does it look like to go through it? I'm sure all of us have something in mind uh, that we might be going through right now, um, but often we forget about those around us. And so as we talk about the families, as we talk about those who are closest to us, you know, how are we making these moments where we're pushing through something intentional? How are we tying that back into where we're going and what's it going to look like when we're on the other side? So I'm excited. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. Where do we start? You know, maybe maybe there are parents out there listening and saying, I have never, you know, we're driving in the van, something comes up, and, and literally it has to be right on the tee for a golfing analogy for me to take a swing at it. How, how do I start looking for conversations to, to have with my kids? Yeah, Andy, you know, I think the big thing to remember about starting is it's just taking that first step, right? Uh, I, I do not play a lot of sports, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm told that when you play, you know, sometimes you just got to start going and you got to start attempting in that because it's awkward at first, right? The first time you go to the gym and you pick up weights, you're like, wait, why is this condensed? Why is, why is 40 pounds this small when I pick it up and what does it look like? And so you just have to take that first step of trying and, and beginning to look for that intentionality. So as we talk Talk about this. Um, there's one biblical principle that kind of builds upon this, and you know, I want to encourage you know families to think about. And as we talk about ministry and what does it look like, and it's, it comes from Deuteronomy. Uh, it's actually based in the Old Testament. It's coming right out of uh, this passage in Deuteronomy six four through nine, um, and it's one of those passages you hear uh, kids pastors talk about often. Um, and I feel like I talk about it almost every other time I talk to people. <laughs> um, but the goal of it isn't really just to um, introduce this passage or say, hey, this is what you need to do. But it's just to show you, like, we're not looking for a faith that's compartmentalized, right? Yeah. We're looking for a faith that's integrated. And as we work on getting through this together, as we look at getting through things with our family, we're not trying to introduce them like, hey, here's when church happens, or hey, here's when these conversations. But it's about talking now. It's about talking later. It's about talking during the in-between. Um, before I forget, let me read this passage in Deuteronomy, because I, I think it just speaks so much and it it's foundational in Jewish culture. They actually call it the Great Shema, and it's it's something that you still hear talked about um, a lot in that culture. But as when we talk about it here at church, we read Deuteronomy six four through nine, and we say this: It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk." 
along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. I think one of the cool things about this passage, Andy, is you see all of the stressful times of the day um, that you <laughs> talk true. about with families. Wow. Um, I've been in ministry working with families for about seven years now, and you know, they talk about bedtimes. We talk about getting somewhere on time. You think about families walking into church, and I've seen this. I've been there with uh, even just myself. You know, you're rushing out the door. You're getting there. You're having a lot of stress, and then you walk into what's supposed to be a peaceful, reflective moment or a time for you to grow in your faith, but you just spent the whole car ride over getting frustrated, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and so I think Deuteronomy is just so foundational because you look at it, and you're like, oh, right. We're supposed to be integrated. We're supposed to have this faith that's integrated. Um, but then you read the list and you're all the examples of integration. You're like, oh, those are all of our stressful moments. Those, <laughs> those are when the fights happen. Wow. How often do you put off bedtime with one more show mm -hmm. or one more thing? Because you don't want to deal with everything that's going to come. So That's fascinating, Joe. Is there, is there something, though, that parents can be looking for that... that you know, maybe this is a, a good time of day where my kids are most receptive. Is that a good place to start if you're trying to figure this out? Right. So as we get into this, you know, there's no perfect model here, right? Yeah, yeah. Each one of your kids are different. Sure. Uh, if we got into your 11 and nine year old, I'm sure we <laughs> would come up with completely different solutions of true. what this would look like. And so, you know, that's important to remember where it's about trying, it's about experimenting. But as you're looking for that, um, you know, I think developmental theory is big to keep in mind as you think about that. Um, whether you look at like Piaget, who is going to list out, you know, when they're moving from that concrete operational phase to their beginning to uh, have abstract thinking and logic and what are those different things. And so as you're talking to kids, you know, don't assume that they're seeing the whole picture. Um, and so uh, oftentimes you can have a conversation with a kid and you can be talking about just the simplest thing. Like you're talking about, hey, we're going to we're going to do this step and you're going to talk through that step. You're going to see all of that. And all they're ever going to think about is that step. But they don't realize like, oh, tying my shoes means we get to leave a little earlier, which means we will get to play more. All they're focused on is playing. They don't see the big picture of it as a whole. And when you explain that to them, often it's going to be out of frustration or different things. Because like, don't you understand? Like, let's clean this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I think about is just the how often... Um, we're seeking to rush um, through the things um, and to, as we look for those moments, we're trying to make them intentional, but we're still trying to make them fast. Um, wow. And so uh, I'm sure, uh, I don't know, Andy, if you, you've heard this phrase, um, but you know, I've, I told you once, I've told you a thousand times, right? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that can even be copyrighted anymore because <laughs> everybody's parents say it. Um, but when we talk about engaging families, we're talking about just repeating and retelling and re-showing, remodeling for them over and over and over again what these simple moments look like. Now, what it comes for in these moments, right? Because oftentimes you're not sure, oh, hey, what, is, what does this moment even look like? Yeah. What, what should I be looking for? Well, you're beginning to teach them how to reframe what they're thinking about. And so as you're reframing things, you can got to be very careful to check where your heart is. Um, as we reframe our kids, we can easily raise them into being the perfect little examples of 
following the rules, right? And we can focus on that. We can discipline them. We can do things that teach them how to be functioning members of society. But that isn't the end goal, is it? Right. Instead, we need to be focusing them on where our hearts should lie and what does that gospel-centered desire look like. Um, and, And that can be very hard. And so as you're thinking through that, as you're thinking through, you know, what does it look like? There's, there's a few things that I think inhibit us from being vulnerable with the kids in our lives, right? I don't know what your family looks like. I don't know what your surroundings look like, but my guess is um, that it takes a lot to admit when you screwed up, right? It takes a lot to admit, right? And it takes a lot to to show the kids, to show people who are relying on you, you know, what it looks like to trust God. How often have you done something where you're trusting in God? You don't know when the results or what it's going to look like in the end, but you're trusting in God in that moment. But you don't want that kid that's relying on you to know that because you want to be there for them. And and so then the heart moment shifts. It moves from being a moment where you can pour into them um, and show them like, hey, we're going to trust in God together in this mm. to them continu- continuing to rely on you. And so it's just looking for those simple things that you can reframe and reshape as you engage with them. That's so powerful. I was riding with Nathan, my 11-year-old, maybe a month or two ago, and, and he was getting worked up because he felt like he had to be perfect. And he is such a rule follower. He is such a disciplined kid. And, and so it really gets to him when he makes a mistake on a test or, or feels like he failed at home in some regard. And I, and I had to calm him down and say, Nathan, I fail all the time. And, and what he said to me just, just totally struck me. He said, you do? I, I can't believe you you make mistakes. And, and I was like, Nathan, are you serious? Like, like when I get frustrated with you, that's not good. That's not what I'm supposed to do. And I'm lazy on a Saturday afternoon, you know, not doing the things I'm supposed to do. I mean, I, I went through a litany of different things and you could almost feel in his, in his soul and his breathing, like something came off, like there was a weight removed. And, and so in my parenting, I feel like I'm being forthright. I feel like I'm being genuine, but obviously to my 11 year old, he, he thought I was perfect. And, and I took that for a moment and I was like, nope, not. <laughs> so it was a really hard realization to realize as a parent where I'm trying to be vulnerable with my kid. But like you said, they, they focus maybe on one or two things and, and that's where they get stuck. They're not adults yet. And I forget that. Yeah. You know, I think um, as we think through this, Andy, it's so easy because you want you want to be that caretaker. You want to be that provider that, you know, uh, whether you're their mother, their father, their grandparent, you want those people to look to you as a source of wisdom, as trust, as someone who can come through them. Um, but changing the conversation, making it intentional doesn't remove that. It just shows them that your purpose isn't about being perfect either. Yeah, and it's good. about relying on God. That's and so good. as you seek to have those moments, is look for it. Um, you know, Maslow is a, uh, or Maslow is a guy who talks about the hierarchy of needs and he talks through this, uh, and there's books and I'm not going to do it justice <laughs> for you counselors and stuff out there. This is a 15 ish minute podcast. So we're going to just hit the titles, right? But he talks about survival. He talks about safety, belonging, esteem, and then self-actualization. And he talks about all five of these things as stages we go through as we form our identities. Um, and as you look into this, most people don't get to self-actualization. They don't get to the point where they can see who they could really be for themselves. They're still looking for that belonging. They're still looking for that respect through esteem, and they don't see who they can be. 
as we engage kids, we need to show them who they can be in God. Because mm-hmm. if we start with the survival, if we start with the safety, when it comes to God, all of those things are there. Mm-hmm. They've already been given to him. So now we need to empower them to think, okay, who can you be in God in this? So as you look for those examples, it's not about blowing up your schedule. It's not about finding the simple things to reframe your whole week or change, make drastic changes, but it's about showing them in this moment, who can I be in God and who does God want me to represent in all of this? Give us some, give us some practical questions that we can ask. I I think about when I pick them up from school, how was your day? You know, that gets, that doesn't go very far. Give me a high and give me a low, you know, once in a while they'll engage me in that. But, but what are ways that we can get them to start talking, just just to get them to start talking and then see what happens from there. Yeah, you know, um, the times that I talk the most are the times that I see other people excited and talking. And, and so when kids get in the car, right, I love this example because the first thing a kid does when they get in the car is you make them start to tell you what happened. Yeah. Change the script. Start by telling them something that happened in your day huh. and start the conversation by sharing a story story and modeling for them what type of things you want to see celebrated or processed in that car. Because if you set that routine and expectation, they're not going to think of it as like, oh, I have to come up with something to tell dad today. You know, They're going to start thinking through oh, here are all the things we're going to talk about, or I'm so excited to hear what, you know, dad went through at work today because you're wanting that conversation. You're raising them to be humans, right? You're raising them as humans who are doing their own things, going through their own lives. And so don't make mom and dad time or that time to check in about the day that, but make it a conversation. And then from there, start to go deeper. Right. So if it is you share a story and you share about something that happened in your day and they still don't take the next step. One, don't be discouraged on the first few times. It takes a lot to model it. But two, when they share that story, dive in to those details that we always struggle with when we talk to kids. And if you're thinking about this or you're not sure what I'm saying, I'm going to say words like Minecraft and Paw Patrol (laughs) and and all of those things that when we get into those conversations, you're probably not that invested in. But by showing them that investment now, it allows that conversation to broaden, right? Uh, Rarely do I have to watch a whole season of a kid's show to be able to talk to a kid about that for an hour. In fact, often I watch about 10 minutes (laughs) and then I can learn a few names and then I can say, what do you think about this person? They'll have an opinion. They'll go through that. And so as you're wanting to connect with them about their school day, as you're wanting to talk to them about that, look and learn for those names. Hear that simple story about Blake, who was a third at batting practice and was just that weird kid, you know, and then ask about him the next day tie it in, make sure they know you're hearing and they're listening. And then you'll begin to see that conversation happen. And as that routine happens, then begin to build in Christ, begin to show them who they could be in Christ in that moment and begin to model them for that. And don't forget to humble yourself in that because <laughs> chances are you're like me and there are times you could have done better in that. I'm guessing that a lot of our conversation today is what you would tell parents coming out of a Sunday morning. Our kids ministry does such an awesome job engaging with kids. They love it. They love being here. We hear it so often from our kids that they just love being at Kingsway. But what would you say to parents to help them along with these conversations as they partner with their kids in what they learn Sunday morning and then throughout the rest of the week? 
Yeah. You know, um, it's important to remember that the phrase failure to launch as we think about our kids is not a good phrase. The goal isn't to launch your kids out of the home, Mm. right? The goal is to build a relationship with the human beings placed in your life that you're wanting to have today and you're wanting to have when they're 45. And so as you're building into them, as you're looking to have those moments, as you're looking to care for them, remember that you're in this relationship for the long haul. And we need to transition our thought process from being about building off of one big thing to the next big thing and change it into the relationships and that we're here alongside of them. You know, uh, I've heard it said before, you know, it's not about preventing your kid from falling, but it's about helping them get back up again. Uh, And that phrase is, again, one of those ones, it's impossible to know who quoted it. So many people say it now. Um, But it's still so powerful because we're here to do life alongside of them. We get to lead now. We get to be involved in their lives more in the day-to-day. But as you're looking to model for them, okay, how does it look like to be in Christ? What does it look like to have that? It's so hard for us to move from the day-to-day ourselves that it can be hard to help our kids transition to see themselves beyond who they are today and to be who they could be in Christ one day. Lots of good information here. If you have more questions, you can reach out to Joe and his kids team. I'm sure they would love to engage in you on this conversation further. One final story that I want to share about my daughter is we go on dates. Normally it's Saturday mornings. She's nine now and and we've done it for a few years now. And so she looks forward to that date. And so we've come up with this question that you can steal as well if you would like, where I ask hers right when we get in the car, sometimes we haven't even closed the door yet. And one of us, either myself or her will pipe up and say, tell me something I don't know about you. And it has been the greatest conversation starters this week. Now she's very outgoing. She's extroverted. She wants to be in my world and I want to be in her world. And so she, I know it's not like all kids, but that conversation, what do I not know about you has been so fun to, to have things come out. And we were actually traveling in the car a couple days later, it was like the middle of the week, Thursday or something like that. And, and Anna was about to tell me something. And, and so I said, oh, you know, tell me, I didn't know that about you. And she said, nope, you got to wait till Saturday. We do that on our dates. And so those special moments we can have with our kids that they look forward to that are making memories. And then throughout the week, just filling that time uh, is so important as we look for ways to be intentional and engage with our kids. Joe, thanks so much for joining us today, giving us this wisdom. Thanks, Andy. All right, this has been A Step Further. We'll see you next week here on the Kingsway Podcast.